Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Well, when we talk about people on the front line in the battle against COVID-19, you don't get uh, more front line in Limerick anyway than Ka- Dr. Catherine Motherway, who's intensive care consultant in University Hospital Limerick. And uh, good morning to you, Catherine. Um, good morning. How are you? So give us a sense then of what's happening today, what uh, you and your colleagues are dealing with. I have to say, me and my wife are getting very, very worried. Um, this has been very... Um, we are getting increasing admissions with COVID every day. I think we had 10 to 15 admissions overnight with COVID. There is, I believe, and I don't have the full number for you, and I didn't actually get that ready. Because I think we have about 70 people with COVID admitted across the sites. And nationally, there's now over 75 people in intensive care with COVID, and I think almost 800 people in hospital. So can I just ask anybody who's listening, please stay at home. This is really, really, really serious. Um, I have to say I have never been so scared since the start of this. And I am really, 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 really worried. And I know that the Irish public can fix this if they just stay at home and take real good care of themselves, wash their hands, keep their distance. We'll be able to stop the spread and get back to where we were where we mentioned on the last number of occasions. Uh, how does it compare then to uh, when the pandemic first broke out and the first lockdown and what you were dealing with, uh, Catherine, in ICU in Limerick compared to now? Um, in ICU, the patients this time round, uh, certainly in the second surge, have been slightly older, slightly more unwell and haven't done as well. Now, that said, I don't have the figures for outcomes for the whole hospital population. So there may be a number of patients because of new treatments didn't require intensive care and maybe we're seeing the really sick ones. So there's no doubt the number of people not surviving with COVID nationally has increased, but the the age of the patients has increased. And we know that age makes a really big difference with this disease, unfortunately. Um, I do say sometimes in a pandemic, you're better off getting the disease later on, but if you're getting older, perhaps not. So it's really important that the older population take really good care of themselves and really, really, really try and keep their distance. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying on the air for the last couple of days, I'm absolutely certain that the level of lockdown we're experiencing now, and whether that's through compliance or the measures that have been put in place so far, is nowhere near the level of lockdown that I directly experienced coming in and out to work in Limerick in uh, the first um, surge. But you're telling me that the situation is more critical now. I'm inclined to agree with you from my personal observations, and I think the level of lockdown needs to be seriously ramped up. Absolutely. Seriously ramped up. Absolutely. And I think people need to seriously lock themselves down. We don't need, I mean, I don't need anyone to tell me now that the only place I need to go is work and to get milk and bread. I'll actually milk because I make my own bread. Um, So, like, we really need ourselves to be very, very, careful. Stay at home. Only go to work if you have to go to work. Um, You have to go to work. I have to go to work. We're both in a way frontline workers and there are many frontline workers, people are working in shops, post offices. There are essential services, but there are lots of other services that are not essential 
And for those people, unfortunately, they need to stay at home. And the government needs to support them financially for the duration but Kevin, of the how, how concerned surge. are you about pandemic fatigue and maybe people feeling like, oh, sure, crying wolf about this? I, mean, I very specifically remember saying to somebody that the now Taunister, then Taoiseach, made a point at the beginning of the first wave that we could see 120,000 deaths if it's unmitigated. And somebody representing an industry said to me, ah, well, sure, we all know that was exaggerated at the time. And there, do- there is that sense out there that a lot of people just think that this is being exaggerated again and won't turn out to be as bad as, as being uh, claimed. There's always pandemic fatigue, and if you successfully fight a pandemic at the beginning, you reduce the death, you reduce the death toll, and everybody thinks you've over-exaggerated um, it. It is our success that we should actually look back on, and we should try and get back there again, essentially. That's what we need to do, and we all need to stay at home, because you know this is a very unpleasant disease for people, and one person's cold with COVID is somebody else's multiple organ failure and premature death. And, you know, yes, a lot of young people do not suffer severe illness, but those young people meet other people who they can then infect. And unbeknownst to them, they become a part of a chain of transmission, which results in a vulnerable person, like the transplant recipients that I might be talking to you about shortly, um, you know, like those people who actually have to cocoon um, and make it sick. Okay, I, do you know, I, I'm, I'm simply going to do this on another occasion on the organ donation because I think it's going to get lost in the middle of the very important message that you're delivering right now, this second. Uh, but I, I want to... Well, if we're, going to, if we're going to miss... Uh, we're going to forget the... If we're not going to message on the organ donation, I'd like to very gratefully thank anybody who has been an organ donor or the family of any organ donors in our hospital and nationally over the last year before we leave the subject. No, but we're, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to leave the subject. We're going to come back to it. That's my point. I don't, okay. I don't want to end up in a situation where I try and rush this with 20 seconds to go to the end of the program. I don't think that's reasonable, but I do think the first message that you're giving, frankly, is as important, if not more important right now, based on the sort of reaction that we're getting on the show from a significant uh, amount of people who are listening to us, who for whatever reason, maybe it's fatigue, maybe it's otherwise, don't believe some of the messages that they're hearing about this right now, Catherine. And that's that's just a, a reality of what we are experiencing on the show. Yes. Well, the message is that we have significant COVID activity on site across the sites in UHL. We know that when there is widespread community transmission, we get outbreaks in hospitals, in nursing homes, and these are vulnerable people, and there are outbreaks, as I understand it, in the hospitals and in nursing homes, um, both in Limerick and nationally. And that is nobody's fault other than the virus. And it is almost impossible to protect vulnerable people when there is widespread transmission. And what transmits the virus is people meeting each other. And what we have to do is to stop meeting each other. The only people you need to meet are those people that you live with. And if you live in a multi-generational household, be really careful about your interactions with the older people or with someone who is vulnerable. Um, and many of us are for, by virtue of age or, you know, a bit like hypertension or diabetes. We have to be really, really, really careful. And I cannot say this, over 6,000 cases yesterday, yes, two-thirds of those people were young, but one-third of them were not. And a significant number of those people will require hospitalisation. 10% of those people will end up requiring critical care. People that don't require critical care will not get critical care because they wouldn't be judged if someone they survive. So we really do need to take this seriously.
we've done a really good job. We did a marvellous job in March. We did a good job at the public in, in October and we really need to go at it again now and and hard and fast. Okay. All right. I couldn't be clearer than that. And uh, thank you very much for that. I absolutely will come back to the organ donation issue. Again, we've often discussed it on the show. We'll come back to it. But I think what you said this morning was really, really important today, right now. And I know you received the vaccine yourself and you vaccinated um, colleagues as well in the hospital yesterday. And that's great to see the start of the vaccine rollout um, as well. I am miles over time. Thank you to Dr. Catherine uh, Motherway, uh, who uh, is very much on the front line dealing with issues in ICU at University Hospital Limerick. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.